What, what, what's going on? What, what, what's going on? Hey, everybody, welcome to What's for Dinner. I am Flip, and this is the show. I'm gonna keep doing this, although it's really fucking annoying. Sorry, I've had a lot of coffee. Hi, guys, welcome to What's for Dinner. This is episode 164. Oh, God, 164 fucking shows. Has anybody listening actually heard all of the shows? I would be very impressed and, and very touched. Very, very touched. In fact, I'll touch you. That's how touched I am, but I'll touch you. <clears throat> well, if you haven't, if this is your first, welcome to the show. And this is a fun one, guys. Um, one of my uh, old, I shouldn't say old, but longtime comedy buddies, John DeCrosta, is here. John, I met when I was like an open micer down in Florida, still living in Florida, doing the open mics. And I met him at my uh, home club, Uncle Funny's, <coughs> Excuse me, which is not around anymore. But I remember John had a uh, had a really memorable headshot on the wall, and I knew his name. And then he finally came into town. I saw a show, hilarious, uh, just so funny. Like the the man is brilliant with voices and does a lot of characters. And um, started working the uh, ships, um, like uh, I started last year. So this show, we talked a lot about the ships, um, about you know how he thinks about it, and he explains he's written so much material that he has just a well of material not only to go for in the ships, but also when he gets on land and does some club work. Incredibly impressive. If you know how tough it is to write an act, the amount of material that he's written just in the past year and a half is mind-boggling. So, uh, yeah, we talk a lot about that, a lot about um, comedy career, and uh, Skippy Green comes by, and I don't want to tip the bit, but John gives, honestly, one of the best answers to the Skippy Green show I've ever that's ever happened, ever. So uh, look, for, look for that toward the end of the show. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, hey, guys, if you want to uh, see me, haha, and who wouldn't, this week on August 7th, Allison and I are going to be up in Ridgecrest, California at Tommy T's. Never worked the place before. It's just one night on Friday, but we're really looking forward to it. So if you're around, come on there. Come on out there. And um, hey, I'm going to be back on the ships myself starting August 15th. I'm on for four weeks on the Norwegian getaway. So if you're happen to be on a ship on the Norwegian getaway starting on the 15th for any of those four weeks, come see me at Headliners Comedy Club on the ship. And if anybody happens to be at the Weird Al concert in Clearwater, Florida, <coughs> excuse me, on August 13th, I'll be there too because Weird Al fucking rocks. All right, enough of my rambling. Sit back, enjoy episode 164 of What's for Dinner with John DeCrosta. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. That's what we're doing, John, just talking about what's ever on our minds. <laughs> See how that works? See, it's a... That is creepy. <laughs> is that creepy? <laughs> you know what I love about that? You know what I love about that? Just What's hearing that that little clip reminds me it reminds me of uh, 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 stuff we used to do as kids in our in our rooms with a cassette tape recorder. Oh, absolutely! For hours and hours and hours, and now comics can make a living at it and I, enjoy doing it professionally and putting product out there by doing the same shit we did in our bed. Isn't that fun? Uh, it is it's amazing. It re- like I uh like so, cuz you're you're a voiceover guy so you probably did a lot of that when you were a kid, right? Oh like my you god. did character, you did your own TV oh my shows, god. radio I, shows. We used to do so many man on the streets. 
Like, hey, this is Chip Winkington, on, and we're asking everybody, how do you take your coffee? I take it in a mug. <laughs> you know, I used to do that for days and days at a time. Just just write, jot down ideas in a notebook and then bring all your friends, or I had family members and my cousins that would do it with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And it was all like, did you do it as one long take, or did you stop and go and stop uh, and go? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on the old cassettes. It sounds like, hey, this is just real. We have a I mean, it's probably a million cuts. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so okay, so you did it like real professional. You yeah. try to splice things. Yeah. I did it with my friends, and it was just one long take. And <laughs> if we fucked up, we fucked up. Just tried to improv it into the story. I would love to find those cassette tapes. I actually found a lot of mine, yeah, and I digitized them. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's not, I actually sent a friend of mine, God, I must have been about six or seven with my friend who was like five or six, and I found these tapes that we did, and I digitized them, and I sent it to him as like on a CD, and he called me, goes, oh my fucking God, dude, I haven't <laughs> thought about this in years. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you, you think back about all those, those episodes that you do, that you, you know, you laid down on tape and stuff, and I actually do have classics, like there's certain bits that I I remember like my buddy Scott, my buddy Scott and I we used to do them all the time. He's my best friend in the world, and and I remember he always he always, he always seemed to think he had the need to say he he because we were on audio tape and not videotape. He seemed to think that he needed to respond to everything. Like I'd be, I remember <laughs> there's a classic one where I'm an ambulance driver. It's classic. Go, we it all is, know it. It is classic. We all know it. People ask for it every week. <laughs> and I go, all right, so let's, let's put them in the back of the ambulance. Let's get to the hospital. And my, my friend Scott goes, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like we know we're going, we're in the ambulance. You don't have to go. Okay, here we go to signify to the audience that we're going. going right. So me and my cousin John, we just, you can hear us pissing our pants in the back going, here we go. Here we go. It's classic. It's, it, is, it is classic. I had the first edition of that one. I laughed every time I heard it. Every time. You can get it on vinyl still. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I remember working with a comic. Uh, I feel like I shouldn't say his name, but this was had to be in the late 90s at the Comedy Corner. Remember the Comedy Corner? Sure, in Palm in Beach? West Palm Beach. West Palm, yeah. Um, this comic was selling his al- his act on vinyl. He oh was still God. trying to push vinyl in like right in the heyday of CDs. Wow. Like he was very, very old school. I'm not sure if it's just because he had like a an overflow of old Probably merch. Probably at his surplus, yeah. Or he just had no idea. And no. just like, no, the kids are still buying the vinyl. <laughs> the kids. I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, just weird sidetrack. <laughs> Shecky Vegas. <laughs> the kids are still buying the vinyl. Kids are still buying the vinyl. Well, I'm tell telling you, those you. Cool, cool, crazy. Kids. I was just talking with Vic Dumlock <laughs> and Geechee Guy, and we were all just talking about these kids and the vinyl craze that's still hitting in 2015. My my album is gonna drop. It's gonna drop soon. <laughs> I think that uh that that P that, <laughs> that P uh, Dudley that P Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Dudley, if he can put his tracks on the vinyl, then it's so good for we. me too. Pete Dudley, <laughs> you should go by Pete Dudley more, huh? I'm hip. I'm down. I'm, I'm Pete Dudley less. <laughs> Nothing. 
Nothing. Hello. <laughs> I just take on. So, dude. Um, so before we got, got on the air, we were talking about the ships and everything too. Now yeah. that is that's where you prom, uh, primarily are now when you're not doing these days. Yeah, oh, they're so keeping me awfully busy. Now let me ask you because I, for the longest time, I was not that I was really offered ships, but if the subject came up, I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, ships. That's where comics go to die. Blah 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 blah. I was really I had this bad taste in my mouth just based on like word of mouth, and then I did them. Not only is it is it like it feels to me like it's a road it's still like a road club because mm-hmm. you still get a vast variety of an audience and yeah you get kids at some of the shows and it's just a matter of tweaking your act to work clean but to to me there was nothing that re- as far as the ones that I'm doing nothing that really differentiates a road club from the ship club no you know? well the way I I work exclusively for Carnival at the moment okay and and they structure their shows. They came up with a thing back in 2010 called the Punchliner Comedy Club. Right, right, right. And it's – aside from the fact that they don't do an MC middle and a headliner, it is pretty much like a comedy club. Yeah. It's – you have a a manager of the club, a comedy club manager, and they go on and do the announcements, and they do maybe a minute or two, and then you do your 30 minutes. So it's very similar to a comedy club, but you don't have the MC – or, or a middle act, you know what I mean? So it's very similar. It's a small lounge that seats anywhere from 250 to 400 people, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and, so and it you, is similar to it. And uh, like, and the thing is, the another thing that I realize is a lot of, I think, our contemporaries are working it. It's not this kind of, because uh, again, for whatever reason, I had this vision of like, you know, Hey, t- you know, like like a Chucky Vegas, like, hey, now we're going to go do some shuffleboard jokes. It's and that's the way it was. And that's the way Vegas was at one time. Yeah. Vegas was that had that stipulation. Oh, my God, that's where stars go to die. And 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 it was true. It, it had a bad it, it, it had a bad t- a taste. It, it, you know, if you had to do work Vegas or ships, it was over. Right. But that's so not the case anymore. Yeah. I don't think now. Is that saying that you can get stale and 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 not as creative? Maybe, uh, possibly. I don't know the answer to that. There's uh, some guys that aren't or can't get into ships that are dissing the comics that are. Um, there's plenty of those guys out there. Mm-hmm. But to me, you and I both survived the '80s and the '90s in the clubs where I wasn't it, in the '80s. I was in the 80s, and, and I was in the 70s, for God's sake. Se- what, what year did you start? I started in 74 as a ventriloquist, but oh. I started stand-up in 80, 1980, and then became full-time in 86. So I saw, I saw the entire beginning, and we survived the crash of the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. But from, from the beginning of the 80s to the, mid to, uh, uh, you know, to the middle of the 90s, there was, you know, there was 15, 17 years of, of just killer ways to make a living as a stand-up. And then it just, the bottom fell out. Well, everybody was jumping on that. Now, everybody's sending me emails left and right looking for Vegas contacts and ship contacts. And these are guys that you would never think would need it, want it, or ever do it. You know? And, and it's, 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 the, it's the clubs of the 80s now. Yeah. You know what I mean? The ships, yeah. Um, with a same same kind of um, uh, good money too. From like again, I didn't work the eighties, but better, the stories that I hear. Yeah, it's it's eighties money now. It's eighties money's on the ships. That's fun. Yeah. So, now, do you think there'll be a bottom out on the ships? 
Well, here's the deal. This is what I'm seeing. I don't think so. It's a big money maker on the ships. At least it is um, from what I can tell. Comics. They sell a lot of drinks yeah. during those shows, and that's what these ships are all about. Also, they have been doing away with live musicians. They've been going to recorded tracks. They've been doing away with a, some of the variety acts, like a juggler or a singer, and they're cutting back on that. But that's strictly to save money. I don't think they'll ever do away with the stand-ups. I just think people... It's it's in other words, I've seen jugglers and I've seen singers and I've seen uh, maybe a live band performance with a theater half full. Um, I rarely see the comedy club half full. Really? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. might see the family show because we do like family shows. We do two family shows and three adult shows. Oh, so you, only, you do five shows a week. Five shows f per group of passengers. So sometimes the family show is is uh, you know half half empty, but when I say half empty, there's still seventy five, a hundred people there. And, and how and how big is the lounge? How much is it's the seat? anywhere from depending on the ships to like two fifty to four. Oh, that's nice! Wow. Yeah, four. Yeah, wow. there's some really. I just did the Carnival Glory, and and I'd say easily packed standing room only. There's probably 350 to 400 people in so there. never really a hole on the, on no, the glory no never a glory <laughs> hole never sorry <laughs> come you can use wow, it wow I didn't see and then I went oh I see it <laughs> that's my comedy you don't see it coming much like a glory hole anyway hey hello <laughs> the kids uh, that okay, that's that's good to know. That's because, like I said, I just started doing them last year, and um, I fuck it, I love it. It's fun. I, I really I, do. Look, there's a lot of guys just like you encountered on the road when you were doing clubs. Hey, I'm gonna go over here and do this. Yeah, I'm gonna sit here at the condo and write. Fuck you. Okay, we all d work in our own different ways. Right. Okay, I'm not saying that's right or that's I'm uh, I, I you know I'm right. You're right or I'm wrong or whatever the case may be. Okay, that's not me. If I'm in the fucking Bahamas and I can go on a catamaran and snorkel for $10, I'm fucking doing it. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 th that's the way I work. I mean, just last week I was in Cozumel feeding and petting stingrays. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I've been doing this. I've done 164 cruises. I'm still not tired of it. 164? I've done 164 so far in five years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I'm getting a little weary of the travel mm. and being away because yeah. I moved here for, you know, to do uh, voiceover and get into sitcoms and stuff like that. So it does remove me from this town, which right. I adore and I love working and my ultimate goal is to live and work solely in this town. You know what I mean? But um, as far as the actual gig, I still love it. Yeah. I, I still I'd adore it. I mean, I've only been doing it maybe a year and a half, but same here. Yeah. What I like about it, too, is because like, I know on Carnival, a lot of times you ship hop, right? Yeah, we'll go we'll go from one to the other, like, you know, within a week we'll be on two oh. ships. See, that that's the, that's the thing about Carnival that I don't, th I don't think I'd like. What I like about Norwegian is... Um, you only have to work two to four weeks at a time, but you're on one ship. Yeah, so but isn't there a lot of downtime? Like, you can go three and four days without working, correct? No, not at all. Oh, really? No, at, 
we get uh, right now the schedule is you get on on a Saturday, no show. You have the first day off. And then depending on your rotation, Sunday through Friday, you'll do at least one show a day. Oh. And then if you have a different rotation, it's Sunday through Thursday, one okay. to two shows a day. Okay. Yeah. Because I hear some guys on maybe it's not Norwegian, but they'll say that you know they get on a Monday and they don't have a show till Friday. No. That I would I think I would I would like, go nuts. Yeah, I would yeah. go insane. No, 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 no. Norwegian is not like that. Yeah, hmm. they uh they you know it, you do I think between no you do about seven shows mm-hmm. unless you're the MC and you do fifteen. Now on the so are you saying there's an actual comedy club format? Yeah, there's a three guy format. Two guy, two guy, two guy. Format? But they have like they have an actual club. It seats about two hundred called uh-huh. Headliners. Uh huh. And there's an MC who does every show, and then two rotating headliners. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it's uh it works really well. Okay. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Do you do the same set every night, or do you change it up? What do you do? I this is how I've uh figured it out for me um sunday and monday i do pretty much the same set i do a lot of crowd work so mm-hmm. that eats up time anyway tuesday is the only show we do in a big theater and it's only about 16 minutes and it has to be completely different from what we've done monday and do or sunday uh, okay. and monday and then wednesday through friday i'll take a little bit of sunday and monday a little bit of tuesday and some other bits i hadn't done yet roll that together gotcha and throwing in some shift jokes and more gotcha. crowd work and gotcha that's how i break those other shows uh-huh. down Huh. But it, it, that formula works. Interesting. Even, you know, people come back. Oh, we want to hear that same joke. Right, blah, blah, blah. right, right. So yeah. it works out nice. Yeah. <clears throat> On ours, uh, you have to have a different 30 family and a different 30 adult. Um, the uh, the guy that runs the whole uh, shebang, he, uh, he kind of likes if you have a second separate uh, adult show. Um, I asked a couple of guys advice when I first started this whole thing. Um, <clears throat> and they were saying, you know, when you repeat a show, don't take it personally when you see people get up and walk out. They don't dislike you. They just are thinking, oh, we've heard this. That You know, I, I thought he was going to do. That lasted about a month for me, mentally. It was psychological. It, I, I hated seeing that many silhouettes exiting the door. Mm. So I got to work immediately, and now it took me about a year and a half to get – I have five separate 30-minute shows. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All different. Are they all ship jokes? Or no, tr- not at all. So I, this I, translates I, in, into in clubs. one too. of my fam- – yes, that's the beauty that's of it. That's great. Because now, now I can do an hour and a half to an hour and 45 in a club if I need to. You know what Damn. I mean? Yeah. It's fun. It, it's really fun because now in, in a lot of the clubs that I work that, you know, give me maybe a door deal. I'm like, you know what? You don't need a middle that week. Just go on and do 20, 25. I'll close with an hour and 10, hour and 15. That works out nice. Yeah, it saves them money and makes me more. You know it's what very I mean? Good. That's very true. Yeah. And you still, um, when you are doing the club, you still go back because you're uh, – you're upstate New York, is that mm-hmm. where you're from? Mm-hmm. Syracuse, right? Uh, originally Syracuse, um, yeah. and then uh, the Albany area. Okay. The capital area, yeah. Because um, John and I met many years ago, I guess mid-90s or so at Uncle Funny's. Yeah, Uncle Funny's in Davie, Florida. In Davie, Florida. Florida. That's my home. Cl- I remember your headshot. It was you wearing the, uh, the glasses. Oh, my God. The funny glasses, and I think you're in a – no, no, that was Vinny Capal. <laughs> That's a funny story all of itself. But I remember it was above the office, your headshot. Uh-huh. And um, 
when I was starting, I was a little open micer shit that would hang out at the club all the time. And I remember seeing your hat shot, but I'd never met you. And I finally, uh, you finally came through, and I went to see your show, and it was, it, you were one of the first guys that I think I saw at Uncle Funny that tore that room up, because yeah. it was just, it was constant. It was like rapid fire. It was yeah. silly. Yeah. It was a lot of characters. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really, really a great act to watch, man. Yeah. I mean, oh, that. thanks. No, absolutely. And um, but I think I ran into you like at a couple of other Florida rooms. Back in the day. Yeah, maybe McCurdy's. Mm -hmm. I did the comic strip for a while. Do you um, still work a lot of Florida stuff? I, do, I just do McCurdy's room in Sarasota. Mm -hmm. There's that, f that room uh, that I did once um, in Palm Harbor called Snappers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew a waitress there. But, uh, <laughs> Yo, good morning, ladies. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I used to do side splitters until I woke up and then, um, Bobby Jewel, ugh. Uh, don't get me started. And, uh, I did uh, a Miami thing. What was the uh, down in Miami? There was something near South Beach that I used there to do. There was a comedy zone in South yeah, Beach. Yeah, I think minute. I did was that. Was that that, that really long yeah, room? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, that was it. That was pretty much it. That okay. was, the, that was all I did. But mostly was, uh, but but don't forget, Uncle Funny's had like three or four locations at one time. Do you remember that? Oh, when they had the one nighters. Well, not only that, but they they had a, a club down in in near South Beach. Remember that giant cavernous, humongous. Oh, that was a Rascals. Oh, was that it? That was in Kendall in that mall. Okay. Is that what you're thinking about? Maybe it was it like six hundred seats. And it was it downstairs. You had to take an elevator down there. Or you could take the stairs, but but it was a down. Yeah, it it was an up. Was it? It was an upstairs. It was an up. Yeah, yeah. You walked in on the floor, but then you had to walk upstairs to the showroom. Something I think. like that. And it, yeah, it was huge and cavernous. It yeah. like it went way off on the right. Yeah, I remember, so that I was Rascals. The, yeah, and I did that as well. Yeah, that that's where I recorded my first CD. Was it really? Yeah. Back in '99. Um, yeah, that was that had such potential. It was too big though. It was too way too monster big. big. Way, yeah, way too big. Absolutely. Um, so where, uh, so when you're doing the clubs now, do you do you now? Th another thing is because uh, I find myself when I'm on the ships for a while, I get in that almost comedic, and you're, that's so fucking great. You have five different sets to choose from, but I find myself in a little bit of a comedic rut when I'm on the ships. So when yeah. I finally get back in the clubs, it's like <gasps> I could say fuck. And I well, could that's what I was saying earlier. I, I I think sometimes if you stick, and that's why a lot of guys that strictly do ships, I just think. They're handcuffing themselves. I, I yeah. think there's a different energy. There's a different vibe on land in a saloon with, you know, glasses tinkling. Absolutely. And, and people, you know, maybe, you know, I, I just I just think there's a different vibe. It's 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 like Sinatra seeing Sinatra in in uh, this giant 15,000 seat arena as opposed to a 200 seat room. It's going to be a different vibe. And and like saloon singing. Comedy was invented for these little 50 to 100 seat rooms, you right. know what I mean? And right. that's when it was that that's that's the that's the nature of the art. I and, agree and, 100%. And, and when Intimacy. You're, yeah, exactly. So I I like I like both things, but I do find myself a little tiny bit less creative. You know why I think somebody put, said it last week when I was on a, on a ship last week. I think 
for me anyway, somebody that actually still gives a shit about my product and what I give to the consumer. Um, I think my main concern is these people sometimes, some of them have saved five, six, seven, ten years for this cruise. Right. Am I going to try my new chunk <laughs> out at, at their at, at their show? Or am I going to do something that I know is going to crush and the whole room is going to laugh? So sometimes you get a little stagnant where you do the stuff that you know is going to crush. You're right. a little less creative, a little less apt to take chances, I think. But once I got my five shows down, now it's all about building those five. Become... You know, when I first built my five separate shows, three were killer, one was good, and the fifth was mediocre. Now I have five really good, solid shows. Now I can build upon that and cut out every little nick, a little tiny bit of fat that you have in there. You can now you're just you're just perfecting upon perfecting just shining upon. and shining. Yeah, man, and and so you can build and you can be creative. But in the beginning, I think you just I'm so concerned about you know those that they this is their vacation. They might not have another one ever or for another four or five years like this. That's real. That's that's I, a that's a great way of looking. You at know it, what I mean? Know. I don't want to try out my new you know frisbee chunk. Right. Well, I think when you get on the ships, you kind of go with this uh, uh, automatic knowing that this isn't a regular club thing. You are entertained. Like you said, people are paying top dollar for an entertainment experience, right. which you are part of. And um, you got to put the artistic ego aside for a minute and just remember that you're part of an overall package. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 the way it, I think it. Sh I think there's a nice middle ground on it. Yeah. Where you you give them a great like you said you build you you over time built five great shows so you know no matter what you give them it's going to be a great show yeah no matter what uh, excuse me no matter what set you choose to yeah. do I still find that phenomenal man that you built five shows yeah all new it's not like did you ever go back in the like old bits and kind oh of yes them? oh absolutely there's probably thirty to forty minutes that's uh, hand picked and embellished and updated and. Um, and built upon that was old stuff that I dropped years ago. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You know, that that's one of the pluses and minuses about being a topical comic, that I, I, I don't talk about politics, I don't talk about religion, I don't talk about, so what else is in the news? I don't do any of that stuff. Funny is funny, and if it's it's just like watching Seinfeld or Friends or Lucy or Dick Van Dyke, you can watch it any time of the year, any year, and it still holds up. It's mm -hmm. still funny. It's it's it, it's it's just you can still enjoy it. It's like and, the Zucker Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and totally. and and that's my point. I I I do stuff that was funny. Yeah, might have been from '87. <laughs> But it's still funny material. It's not. It's not like my Nixon chunk or my <laughs> Doctor Ruth impression. Do you ever hear comics going? I uh, like, uh, you know, uh, Obama in the White House. I'll tell you, who my president was Clinton. Remember Clinton? And then do all their like, <laughs> yeah, mid nineties Clinton chunk. Like, <laughs> if I, I mean, I still to this day nice will see segue. some old school guy. Yeah, that seems to be the segues to take whatever is topical now and go. You know, this is happening now, but do you remember 20 years ago that? Because I still do, and I haven't updated <laughs> and it. And I hope you will. I hope the you other will. Night, the other night, I did a Catherine Hepburn impression. <laughs> okay? And it was out of the blue, and 
there there was a couple older couple that came up to me after the show and they said, you know, there's uh there's probably like fifteen people in the room that got that. <laughs> I go, and that's who it was for. <laughs> it was for those fifteen people. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to come along and enjoy the ride, then get, fuck you. Get off the ride, yeah. <laughs> who are some of your favorite impressions to do? In my show? In general. Oh my god. Well, you know, you know, I my whole show, you know, I could sit down and go through my whole hour and tell you where I met that character and who it's based on. Oh, really? Every single thing in my act is based on a real experience. Okay, then I I have to ask then because one of my favorite bits of yours and probably one of my favorite characters you do. And if anybody has not seen uh, Mr. DeGrasta, check him out. Um, and I'm trying not to tip a bit here, but the donut lady, donut, the the confusing the donut. Sure, was that was that based? That on happened in Palmyra, New Jersey. I used to work <laughs> a comedy club called Mitchell's Comedy Cafe. We used to be put up in a red roof inn right next door to a Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, I remember being very hungry one morning, and I just wanted some a couple of donuts and a, a cup of coffee and read the newspaper. I walked in to the Dunkin' Donuts next to the red roof inn, and um, there was probably close to nine or ten Indian employees behind the counter of which I could understand none of them a I could not understand any of them and B do we need nine to ten <laughs> employees at a Dunkin Donuts at one time I got so frustrated with not being able to convey my order and not being able to understand them back I left the store I went to two other Dunkin Donuts <laughs> within a two-mile radius same exact situation. Wow. And I was furious. I was, I blew up. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? In this country, I went to three different, and it almost seemed like I was getting punked, like they were quick getting in the van and going <laughs> to the other location. Let's piss him off over on Main Street. Let's piss him off over on Franklin. And, and it just seemed like, are you fucking, I couldn't get away. And that's when I wrote the bit. And that night, I started talking about it. And uh, it just, one thing led to another, and it, it just it just became what it did. Wow. And then my cousin, Dominic, believe it or not, he, he told me, he told me of a practical joke that he liked to do at Dunkin' Donuts. He threw in the idea of pointing in an opposite direction where your donut is. And it, that's be that became the Dunkin' Donut chunk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everything in my show is based on like the my Chinese waiter guy. Mm -hmm. That's based on Tony Wang in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's been in this country 50, 60 years. You can't, still can't understand a word he says. <laughs> and when business is slow, he comes out. Business is slow or really swamped. He comes out and helps the wait staff take orders. And if he comes to your table. And God forbid you say, I'm sorry, excuse me, what did, pardon me? He gets all pissy that you didn't understand him. Okay, you want to, one Fred Reyes, and one Mooka Guy, and one, I'm, did you, could you repeat the, Roy, you fry all I say, I'm speaking English. And he just gets in, insane. And that's who that character is. So in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, oh my that's God, like a standing well ovation. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just saying, like, wherever, like, it seems like the Northeast, you can write a whole hour. Look, just going hey, to different restaurants. I, the other night, I was in Valencia and I started telling, I, you know what? I'll tell you, Flip. Tell me, John. In the clubs and on the ships, sometimes you get tired of hearing yourself talk. You yeah. get tired of the same bits. Yep. And I have fallen into the trap recently of following a couple of guys on Instagram, seeing them on at the comedy store or whatever the hell. And I'm like, what the fuck does he have left to say? Why is this person doing a six-minute set at the store or the fact, laugh factory or whatever? And I was talking to a buddy of mine back in Philly, another comedian, and he says, dude, we forget sometimes that when we built our core acts, we built it on observations that we would go through life and go, hey, this happened to me. We forgot talking about what happened to me today. He goes, I went to DMV today and I sat there for two hours and then finally he goes, you need to find something funny in those two hours at the DMV. And. So the other night, for, for about the last month, I've been like, just, I'm not starting with material until I'm 12 to 15 minutes in. The first 10 to 15 minutes, I'm just going to bullshit and talk with people. Not do crowd work, just come up with something. Come up with something that, that you encountered over the day or two. So one night, uh, just this weekend in Valencia, and I did it in Ventura as well, I don't know, about a month ago. When we worked together? I think so. I think that was the last time I was there, I think, right? Yeah. Was Did I do the Pacha story about calling the surf shops? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that weekend and this past weekend, it's a 10-minute piece. And it was all just And it's all on based a on a real encounter. I talk about, you know, I called Ventura because the, the, the June gloom, the fog was really thick in Malibu, and I wasn't familiar with the surf spots in, in Ventura and I called the surf shop in, in Ventura and guy right out of fast times at Ridgemont high gets on the phone. He goes, I, you know, I said, give me directions. And he's like, all right, you want to take one one. You want to look for the sign that says beaches. And I'm like, dude, there's like 20 fucking signs <laughs> that say beaches between my house and Ventura. Okay. After you see the holiday Inn, you want to take that sign. It says beaches. That's going to dump you on the picture. And I go, the what? The Pacha. I go, hey, uh, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I said, fucked hard. That, do that doesn't spell Pacha. Those are letters that stand for words. Yeah, Pacha. That's how you spell it. I'm like, no, it stands for Pacific Coast Highway. 90 seconds of silence. And he's like, whoa, yeah, okay. <laughs> And I'm like, you're a moron. I, I honestly, that that bit because I heard you doing it, it was funny, but I'm like, that's too it that it, it, it couldn't have really happened because it's too perfect of a scenario. And it did. That's hilarious. But see, you gotta look at that's how I look at life. Oh, you have to every yeah. day. Uh, how can I? It. I don't know if you read my post about about <laughs> Talkie and Gabby the other day. Coming no. home, flying home from Miami. Oh, with the two guys on the yes, yeah, yeah, that, that and everybody's like, "Oh, I see a bit coming. I see you should put that in your skit. You should do this in your act." Of course, th that's how my shit is born, 
It's that's all that's real a, shit. That's I think that's how most of our shit is born is so from some kind of real uh, uh, experience or real yes. observation. Yeah. And that's why I'm not the guy. I think, but but some guys do it more than others and utilize that tool more than others. And that's why I'm not that that guy that has to sit in my hotel room and write or. Um, sit in my, the condo and write. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm not that guy because okay. I don't have to embellish anything. You, I look at people and life and everyday experiences through different eyes. You know what I'm saying? There's different styles and there's different techniques of the way we create our hours Absolutely. on stage. That's the way I do it. I don't have to sit there. You know, half my shit comes to my head in my in the shower or driving. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How many notes have you jotted down on a beverage napkin? Oh, at a when club? you're drunk. What you know, my uh, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but one of my favorite ways of coming up with a bit or working out a bit is at night when I'm half asleep. I'll uh, as I'm going to sleep, I'll just put myself on stage and I'll think about an idea that I've had, whatever, and just riff in my head, but yeah. on stage. It puts this weird pressure on myself to envision myself on stage. But half the time, I'll come up with something really good, and I'll grab my phone and just vo you know voice record yeah. uh, the thought or the uh, the bit or the punchline or whatever. Yeah. And um, I, I'm the same way as you. I cannot set aside a time to write. No way. It just comes to me I'll organically. I'll sit there and stare at the keyboard or the wall, or uh, there's just no way I could I could set. You know, today I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna get my journal. That's different. Another thing I do spontaneous is write in my journal a thought or, or a, there's a photo. That, hey, there's a funny thing. I do that when I need to do it, when it comes in my head. I can't say, all right, tomorrow from 9 to 12, I'm going to get up, make a pot of coffee, and write. Right. You know? Again, not saying that's the wrong way to do it or the right way. It's your It's way. just not me. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, again, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. I am the exact same way. So, like, every every day, man, I just look at look at everything that happens and see how I can twist it or turn it into yeah. something. That's, I think that's great. Like, a lot of guys, I think as they get more uh, experience in the business, tend to rest in their laurels. Yeah. Tend to just, you know, go, hey, you know, I got my hour. It's been working for 10 years. Why change it up now? You know, and those are the guys that I think just plateau. Yes. Whereas guys like you and me constantly trying to challenge ourselves yeah. constantly gr still still growing as a comic. Yeah, That's there's stuff in, there's this. stuff in my show that I've has sat there for 20 years. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, one. But but you know, it, it's it's one of those things. Look, I had a fan I had a fan bring out a group of uh, I think it was like 20 this weekend to see me. She's there every time I'm in Santa Clarita. <laughs> God bless her. I, I love her to death. And, you know, it started with her five girlfriends. Then it came with five girlfriends and their husbands. Then it came with a party of, you know, 15. Now it's 2025. She hadn't seen me in I haven't been to that club in about three years. She was there with a party of 2025. How disappointed would she be if I don't do any of those things? Right. We go to a Rolling Stone concert. We want to hear satisfaction. Exactly. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Dude, you've got it. There's some classics you have to have. But uh, like in, in your act, what would you say is a percentage uh, like new to seasoned material? Like right now. I would say new 30 season 70 percent maybe even 75 25 okay you know what i mean in fact there uh, uh 
there was somebody this weekend that said, I love the new stuff. And you, you, sometimes you forget, oh my God, you know, you forget sometimes when you throw in a new line or a new little tiny bit, little tiny, you know, when you got a new chunk since you've been there last. Right. But sometimes there are a lot of little things and you forget and it adds up. Yeah. And then somebody said to me oh i love the new well which do, which new and this and that you didn't do this the last time and you're like hell man that's like 15 minutes yeah. since they saw me last that's that's a third of our required 45 <laughs> minutes that 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 that's you saw new. that was new yeah so it's you know it's an ongoing thing i think that's a good ratio yeah. i try to yeah i try to keep mine at like 65 yeah. 35 yeah season to new yeah because and have you put out a uh, cds I have one CD that's national right now called Multiple Character Disorder. You can get it everywhere. iTunes, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target. Um, And you can get it on Uproar. uh, Oh, it's an Uproar CD? Yeah, Uproar CD. Oh, no, that's, uh, what's his name? David Drozen. David Drozen. Yeah. 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 Nice Davey. Yeah, you can get that uh, on their website as well, or you can email me directly, you know. Fantastic. Yeah. you, my friend, are a jack of all trades. Uh, I try. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of jacks, it's a really awful segue. Um, <laughs> How about that Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Actually, now they're on Clinton. Hey, speaking of guys who like to fuck fat white <laughs> Jewish girls, this is a little part of <laughs> This is a little part of the show <laughs> called the Skippy Green Show. Oh, I love Skippy Green. It's the Skippy Green Show. <laughs> John DeCrosta. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> My God. God, the last time I saw you, we were tag teaming that waitress at a Sheboygan Denny's. Remember that? <laughs> Sheboygan? Sheboygan. I barely know him. <laughs> oh, you knew him. It was a him. This was a long time ago. And uh, De- DeCrosta's yeah. life. All right, Johnny. This is how this is going to work. Are yeah. you ready? Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. And you got to answer the question mm-hmm. in ten words exactly. Ten words exactly? Exactly. All not right. eleven, not nine. Ten words. All right. All right. And uh, I'll do your fingers. <laughs> hey, it's like college all over again. All right, you ready? How many questions will there be? Just one question. Oh, all right. So Ten I can words. really save it up and make it. Save good. it. This is it. This is the money shot. You ready? <laughs> God, remind me of my mother. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was an edible thing. Because I I edible all of her. I edible all of her. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> if you mm. yeah. are you making this up as you go along no Skippy? no 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 this is part of a master uh, list uh, if you uh, could fuck oh <laughs> something tells me this is not a on <laughs> if you could fuck, I got that part. On the counter uh-huh. of any fast food restaurant, 
What would it be? Which restaurant and why? Ten words. The restaurant and why. Hmm. The restaurant. Which fast food restaurant's <laughs> counter would you fuck on? <laughs> and why? This also reminds me of my mother. <laughs> That's where my parents met. Oh, on the counter of a fast food restaurant? Yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you which one afterwards. Uh-oh. <laughs> what if I think? All right. Well, uh, then you could be my father. <laughs> I would say uh, mm, McDonald's because sometimes I can't provide my own secret sauce. <laughs> I think that is the best answer that has ever been on the show. <laughs> it's God. <laughs> that was exactly that 10. Was exactly 10. <laughs> that was oh. oh my god, dude. <laughs> Hands down top 3 answers ever. That question's been asked over 150 oh. times. Are you kidding? No, well not that exact question, but there's oh. been questions and uh head just Woo! <laughs> John across to everybody. <laughs> Dude, that was provide <laughs> 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 my own. Oh, dude, thank uh, you, man. Thank you. Oh, dude, thanks for doing this, man. That was fun. That was cool. Uh, where can people find you and everything? Oh my God, Facebook me. I uh, I'm on the Facebook with the kids. On the fa- <laughs> I'm on the Twitter. At John DeCrosta, Facebook John DeCrosta, Instagram Johnny D one six three. I Instagram more than a nine year old girl. Beautiful. Uh, I'm and I'm trying to do the Periscope. I know you do the. I, I'm trying to do the Snapchats. I've and been the, doing a Periscope though. Uh, Snapchat uh, I haven't done. Uh, it's hard to keep up with the kids. Yeah, this chick gave me a chat of a snap and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, that's it. And uh, yeah, you can see all my dates at my horribly designed uh, uh, in less than 28 minute uh, website that I need redesigned at johndecrosta.com. It's D-I-C-R-O-S-T-A. You got it. Excellent. Uh, we'll definitely check out uh, John DeCrosta. Like really a fantastic, fun show. We, I guess we had mentioned earlier, but we just worked together in uh, Ventura about a month or so ago. Hadn't seen you live yeah. for a long time. So. Yeah. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks, pal. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, guys, check me out at Flip Schultz on Twitter, flipisfunny.com, Periscoping at Flip Schultz, um, and uh, yeah, Instagram, all that shit you can get off the website. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. John, thanks again, man. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Uh, Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.